Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. And this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. You are with Lyle and... Mine! Good morning, Lyle! Good morning, Mon. How are you this morning? Yeah, I, I'm doing alright. I think I wasn't quite sure because I did... I did show up to work with my shirt on inside out. <laughs> yes, we Now were. I'm just questioning everything. <laughs> we're worried about you this morning, Mon. I was like, I thought I was having a good Monday. <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. How are you doing, Like, What are you grateful for this morning? Um, grateful for Mother's Day. Yes, same. So happy Mother's Day to all of those who have not yet had Mother's Day, but it was yesterday, so you probably missed out it. But happy Mother's Day, just the same. And you know how you know how you have dad jokes, right? Mm. Yeah. So I, there's been an, an article published about mummisms, and I can't wait to share that with you next. <laughs> Such <laughs> a good laugh. I got to tell you, mums are way more witty than dads. <laughs> Some of the stuff they've come out with, I was cackling myself. You can't be myself. criticizing dad jokes. Dad, that, jo- yeah. dad jokes are hilarious, <laughs> all of them. They're their own special breed of ingenuity. I'm not. I'm not going to lie, but they're a little bit different to mummisms. <laughs> our jokes said uh, we, we always laugh at our our jokes. Mummisms are born from a place of exhaustion, <laughs> and they're really quite sharp sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM, so do not forget that. As always, if you would like to join us for the live show, or even to join us somewhere where you can get a better and stronger signal, the way to do that is to go to faithfm.com.au. Do that on your phone, go there and simply press play. You can listen to us from one side of the country to the other. Alternatively, you can download a radio app such as the Tune In radio app, Find Faith FM Australia, make it your favourite and simply uh, just just favourite it right there and you'll be able to listen to us all the time. Anyway, we have talked about the weather because but being the delayed broadcast, of course, that's not relevant for you, but driving in this morning, three tiny Pick drops on my windscreen. Yes, <laughs> yes. it was but, t- trying to mask Yeah, that. I got out of the car this morning and um, and I uh, had that wonderful smell of um, rain uh, just all over the hot road. It was great. Well, all over the road. The, well, yeah, it's not, not hot. Not, not, hot, hot, not hot at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting hot. I think it's all bit. the rain we're going to get to get today, Mon. It's looking like it's pretty much gone. I hope so, because i got a bit of walking ahead of me today. So, yeah. Oh. yeah I got, I'm doing the Fitbit challenge. I got a Fitbit, and now I have, I've have i joined this like weekly challenge, and there's a bunch of people around the world, and we're all trying to like compete to see who takes the most. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm determined to win, Lyle. I'm going to cream them all up and down the streets, I am. So you got you're doing a Fitbit challenge. You're doing a running challenge. Yeah, and I'm drinking you, jellyfish juice every you morning. You are just on the. I don't, I don't ball know who I am mon. anymore. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No no more weeping and wailing Going to live with God Troublesome times are here Filling men's hearts with fear Freedom we all hold dear Now is that stake Humbling your heart to God Saves from the chastening rod Seek the way
You're listening to The Downing Family. Jesus is coming soon here on Faith FM. And as we kick off the week, we're going to kick it off with a clue for the quiz. Yes, it's time for our daily breakfast Bible quiz. I'm very excited about this one. Hey, Lyle, we were discussing uh, earlier, uh, maybe like a week or two ago, we were having a chit-chat about whether or not we should, you know, once the quiz has been answered or not, we should start a new one straight away. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so from now on, there's always a quiz rolling, and it might even go on to the next day. How about that? Oh, okay, okay, all right. And and if we run out of quiz clues, let's just make them up and make them harder and harder and harder. (laughs) If we could do one of those things, you know, you know, those big budget radio stations where, like, the further and further it goes, the bigger the money, (laughs) the prize money gets. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, on Faith FM. That's not going to happen. That would really inspire people to study their Bibles. Anyway, okay, okay. I think this like is, a bit of bribery. This is a what number am I quiz this morning. Uh, the first clue is this. The number of days Goliath taunted Israel. Mm. I have no idea. Oh, I'm excellent. Take a stab. I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to take a stab. Write down your stab, though. Don't say it loud, live on air. Lyle has it correct, <laughs> Mr. Smarty Pants. Go with your gut. Go look with at, your gut. Look at that ego inflate. <laughs> it gives us all advice on how to get the breakfast Bible quiz right. If you know the answer, give us a call. I'd we'll to get something in before you come in with all of these mum jokes and make all of our dad <laughs> jokes look bad. <laughs> our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your guesses to 0491-064-669. Today's prize is of yet a mystery because I haven't pulled one out of the prize box yet. Oh, actually, do you know what? Let's do one of those expensive cookbooks um, that we got, the pink ones, because it's just after Mother's Day and it's someone like me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. someone like me who has forgotten to get her mother a Mother's Day present. Oops. <coughs> Oops. Um, you can get one of these books if you can answer the prize right and give it to your mum and tell your mum you won it being a smarty pants and she'll be so proud of you. So make sure you get that prize. Uh, I forgot what the name of it is, but I can see it from here. It's pink. It's uh, We call it the expensive cookbook because they're actually not really expensive. But we do <laughs> we do give them away for free as long as you can tell us the answer to the prize. Why are you looking so... You said they're expensive? They are expensive. They're like 40 bucks. Like forty five dollars. Yeah, that's uh, our usual prize budget. is not forty five dollars a book. Lyle. Yeah, no, they're expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. It's a very valuable, very forty five bucks for any cookbook. Prize. Any cookbook is actually quite, quite like a ooh. Mm-hmm. You have to really like that cookbook to slap down forty five bucks for it. Anyway, okay. anyway, uh, yeah. get one for free today on our show. We'll tell you what it's called. <laughs> In the next break when Mon actually gets it out of the prize box. Okay. Okay. Mummisms. This is so cute. Um, so the first, I'm going to, I've got a list of these, right? Funny things that mum say. And, uh, they interviewed, um, they, they opened up, a, a, a an email and they said people, uh, can send in, you know, things that their mums have said. And, uh, this one particularly, the first one actually speaks to me particularly because, uh, uh, it's an immigrant mum, which is, you know, what my mum is, an immigrant mum. And obviously, <laughs> 
when people come to new lands and have to learn new languages, there's often uh, things lost in translation and things get muddled up. And um, and this lady heard the phrase, don't get your knickers in a knot. And then she went to use it, but couldn't remember how it went. So she said, don't get your underwear in an uproar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of works. It does kind of work. Kinda I kind of prefer it. So that's been her mummisms. That one uh, was sent in by Karen Oprah Buffer. I'm, I'm not going to mention all the names of people who sent these in because there's too many of them. Okay. And um, <laughs> one lady, she said, when the, when her and her brother would try something a little risky, uh, their mother would say, are you tired of living? <laughs> okay. uh, another one, uh, whenever her <laughs> mum like found that. that something was broken uh, in the house and uh, and there was no culprit around, she would demand to know who did it and ran. <laughs> um uh, the classic shutting the door problem. Do you live in the Coliseum? Shut the door. <laughs> the Coliseum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I guess the Coliseum has doors all the way around it, doesn't it? It's just like, it's all doors, isn't it? No, it's like pillars and it's all open. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. but between the pillars is like a door. <laughs> no, yeah, anyway. The archways, the yeah, archways. The archways. I don't think they have doors. They're think... called doors, the archway. To arch There's doorways. no actual door to shut. I think no. that's the problem. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this one, I, I, this one, I think we can all relate to. These uh, group of sisters wrote in, they said their mum used to say, girls, I'm cold, go put your jumpers on. <laughs> 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 and this one, this one, oh, anyone with young kids can relate to this. I'm tired, go to bed. <laughs> That's exactly what you had to tell your kids when you're tired, right? You yep. go to bed because I'm tired. Um, this one is so cute. It's uh, like that good, that, like that polite way of uh, kicking people out of your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to bed and let these good people go home. Uh, this lady wrote in and she said that as a kid, her mum would uh, sometimes ask her, what are you, helpless or homeless? And she used to think really hard about which one it is, but she could never figure it out because whichever one she chose, her mother would always laugh. <laughs> Uh, this one's good. Clear the table. This is why your father and I had kids, so we didn't have to clear the table. Um, oh, we've used that one many times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just use that for any chore, basically. That's right. Mowing the lawn, washing the dishes. This is this is the purpose for your existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason, the meaning of life. This one is sweet. Uh, this lady wrote in and she said whenever she felt overwhelmed, her mother would say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> uh, this is a good reminder to everyone. Uh, this little girl, every time she ran out the door, her mother would say, put your manners in your pocket. Take them with you. Okay. It's a good reminder. Okay. Uh, this is great. I might have to employ this next one if I ever have kids. Um, the lady wrote in and she said, whenever my brother and I would argue and yell for my mum, expecting her to step in and settle the argument, she'd sweetly yell back, just don't get blood on the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to work out their own disagreements. <laughs> uh, of course, a bit of sarcasm uh, in response to our tall tales. I've, I've seen I've seen my boys coming coming into the house with you know some terrible wound, and, and their mum has been. Don't you bleed on my carpet? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, let me see. Oh, what did we have here? Oh, yeah. In response to tall tales, this mother always replied, and another cow flew by. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me see, let me see. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, this one's hilarious. Our producer will like this one. And uh, <laughs> so apparently this mum used to watch uh, John Wayne uh, Western films uh, with her kids and she'd always say, he looks good. He must have made that film before he died. Uh, <laughs> but oops, that one's a little bit of a dad joke, actually. That's, a, that's definitely a dad joke right there. I reckon she copied that one off her dad. Yeah. Uh, this one's good. A lack of planning on your part is not an emergency on my part. That's an excellent policy to have. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, someday you will understand, but I will be dead by then. So where's the glory in that? <laughs> <laughs> and a last one. Uh, this lady, uh, she had five kids and her kids always used to hear her say, how can one mama take care of five children, but five children can't take care of this one mama? <laughs> Isn't that the way? We, we are pretty terrible at looking after our mums and our mums have done an excellent job of looking after us. And uh, so if you have a mama, definitely uh, let her know how much she's appreciated, how much she's loved. And if you have any mumisms, write them in. Yes, please. Send yeah. them through. Text them to us now so that we can share them on uh, yeah. here on the Faith FM. Zero Four nine one zero six four six six nine. That's zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And uh, yeah, definitely tell us even like little gems of wisdom handed down for your mum. Well, I got another story of good news. Uh, oh, you got something? Yeah, yeah. Kelvin's answered the quiz. <gasps> Someone's answered the quiz. Yep, he says uh, he says too easy. Step it up a notch. <laughs> Calvin, <laughs> fine. The answer was forty. Good job, Calvin. I'm reaching for another quiz right now, Calvin. I'm going to get a really hard one, and I'm going to make give, you eat can't your give words. another clue out until the next. Okay, section. okay, keep fine. I'm going to pick section. out a really hard one, and Calvin can't answer it because that's that's Calvin's answer. Well, he can, he can answer day. it for bragging rights. He can answer it for bragging rights. He just doesn't get a prize. No prizes for Calvin. Someone else gets a prize that's if they right. can answer it. That's right. Well, I can see the phone running hot out there. It's like, what is it with this morning's quiz? Everybody wants the cookbook. Maybe I th- think what it is. It's all of the guys who forgot. <gasps> I bet for yes, Kelvin forgot it was Mother's Day yesterday. Kelvin, you naughty Kelvin. <laughs> we found you out. <laughs> well, let me tell you one really cool story. So over the weekend, uh, two teenagers went swimming uh, off the coast in Florida and they got um, dragged out by a rip and uh, and they were out in the ocean drifting. They, they started to float to try and uh, reserve their strength and they started to pray and they prayed uh, to God and asked him to help them and uh, they actually started to uh, had they remained floating for about another half an hour, and they said suddenly out of nowhere they saw a boat coming, and uh, and it went straight to them as if it knew they were there, and uh, and the name of the boat, Amen. Oh wow! That yeah, great? yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and one more story. Like this is the thing about Monday morning. There's always so many good things that have been happening around the world over the weekend. It's such like a, I have to stuff all the good stuff in. Uh, so, 19 year old uh, Chinese construction worker was uh, working uh, in on a construction site in uh, Fushun City in the Langhao Province when he heard screams and smoke coming out of a nearby building, and uh, he ran over to investigate and discover a building apartment building had caught on fire and there were over a dozen people trapped on the top floor. Runs back to his construction site, grabs his crane, drives it over down like a city street, drives it over and, uh, and has like a little cherry picker basket up the top mm-hmm. and just, just maneuvers the crane up to the top floor and, uh, and rescues like 14, 15 people and just up and down, up and down, just continuously filling up the basket with the people, bring it down to the ground, going back up, filling it up, bring it down and just saved everyone, saved a whole that's building fantastic. of people. Yeah. Good Absolutely stuff happening amazing. everywhere. You know, anyway, that's how, you know, that's how crane chasers actually used to work back in the day was that they'd, Ride the hook up and down to. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they just stand on the hook and up they'd go and hook and, and connect, collect all the stuff and then. That's amazing. Yeah, unhook it at the bottom. There is good stuff happening on our planet everywhere. You just got to open your eyes and find the positivity. Uh, this is the idea of North, wherever God shines his light. Whenever God shines light on me, 
Open up my eyes So I can see When I look up In the darkest night Then I know everything's Gonna be alright In deep confusion In great despair When I reach out for him He is there When I am lonely As I can be Then I know that God shines His light on me La 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 In Jesus' name Yes, he'll lift you up and turn you around And he'll put your feet back on higher ground Reach out for him, he'll be there With any troubles you can share idea of north whenever god shines his light here on faith fm and the quiz continues here comes the next one yeah yeah calvin are you still listening see if you can answer this one see if you can answer this one calvin okay so new quiz because calvin snapped up the old one already was the answer was 40 uh this is a who am i quiz i am without mother or father without genealogy without beginning oh this one's all together too easy this is altogether too you easy. You interrupted me and I have to say it all again. I am without mother or father, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life. And Lyle has it correct. 
I'm sure Calvin doesn't though. Uh, give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred Faith FM, and I'm going to give out another one of these super expensive cookbooks. Uh, it's called Something to Shout About by Donna Green Goodman. Uh, it's cooking up health, uh, good health recipe collection. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a collection of shout worthy recipes, if I can say that. Okay. Know. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. You good? Mm-hmm. How, how do I say how you add that? Because it's so cute. Anyway, uh, let me see. Where should we start today? We should... Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about Alyssa Milano. Okay. <laughs> because this is, kind of, this is kind of a serious story, but kind of an interesting story as well. It's a little bit hilarious. Um, <laughs> I do have to smile. So, in the state of Georgia, in the United States, they have uh, just um, brought in the heartbeat law, mm-hmm. which means that... It's illegal to abort a baby once a heartbeat has been detected. So from about six weeks onward, it's the it's the strongest um, anti-abortion law that they have in the United States. And Alyssa Milano has taken offence to this, and she has, um, along with a whole bunch of other celebrities, but yeah, she has ho- she has actress. called on the whole of the United States to protest against this anti-abortion law by practicing self-control. <laughs> In other words, I was just... <laughs> Go on. It's like, okay, okay, we're going to protest against abortion by practicing self-control. Haven't, isn't, isn't self-control what we have been arguing for the yeah. entire time? Yeah. It's like, learn a bit of self-control and you don't need abortion. That's it, that's it. There wouldn't be an issue if we practiced uh, self-control and had sex within a marital context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, when you, um, um, when, when, when you consider, you know, the, the, the whole, uh, um, argument that she's putting forward here, you know, and, and she's, she's saying, okay, let's have a, a, uh, a strike on sex. Yeah, how so does she women, think that's going to work? women right across the United States are going to have a strike. They're not going to have, you know, um, they're not going to have any sex until the law is changed. <laughs> so they're going to have a strike on sex. So let's, let's think about this um, for a moment and, uh, and, the, and the narrative that this creates. It creates a narrative that men are the ones who want sex and women are the ones who don't. So men want sex more than women do. H- how does this work in a feminist con- uh, yeah, con- concept? Please explain. I think she's how, copying. How is, how is this feminism? She's copying flack from both sides. One because the conservatives are like, "Yes, excellent, that literally solves the problem." Yeah, that's right. Bro. And then the liberals are like, "No, this is feminism gone bad because it's basically using the female body uh, as as like a as like a, a, a like almost like a payment or a trophy or a prize." Like, okay, well, this is the, the next. Thing, this is the next thing that I want to talk about. So uh-huh. get, she's she's getting men now to buy sex by changing the legislation. Yeah, that's it. That's turning women into prostitutes. prostitutes. Yeah. It's just pure prostitution. <laughs> I was, and the funny, did you did you read what she herself said about the statement? I did. It, it's like she's like, oh yeah, I didn't really think about it. I just said it last night. I haven't thought about it past this morning. Like, I, did, I didn't. I didn't read that, that oh, follow. I didn't it, read the follow up. It was hilarious. I, how can you? How can you? In like, call like a revolution basically, and then forgot you did it the next morning when you were obviously. Anyway. Anyway. Um, congratulations to Georgia for bringing in that legislation. I think it's great legislation. I think it's a definitely a step in the right direction. And uh, it's the direction that we need to be going around the world. We need to be upholding the, uh, um, the sanctity of life. 
and the concept that you know the vast majority of abortions are as a result of horrific circumstances is actually an absolute myth and it's a myth that needs to be exposed as being a myth when one in four pregnancies in Australia end with abortion that's called birth control mm-hmm. not desperate circumstances yeah absolutely not you don't have one in four pregnancies in australia um beginning under desperate circumstances and not wanting a baby doesn't equate a desperate circumstance no of course not anyway moving on from there um there are some serious uh stories taking around the taking place around the world there has been another church shooting um over the weekend with six people dead including the pastor um, and followed up by the church being burnt to the ground. No. Um, and in this one, this was unusual because normally in these kind of attacks, you have you know that single nut job um, who walks in there yeah. and starts blazing away. This was this church was attacked by twenty attackers. Twenty. Yeah. And so basically, what happened is they waited for church to finish, and as the worshippers filed out of the church, they surrounded them and and just started to shoot them down. How many people lost their lives? Only six. That's incredible for a group of twenty people to attack and only yeah. six to have lost. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It seems that probably after the you know the pastor and the leader of the churches and so forth that seems to be. So where was this? Uh, this was in uh, Burkina Faso, um, in uh, in Africa. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this is that it was carried out as a um, you know ideological based shooting, um, a, a jihadist attack, and jihad is a word that means holy war. Okay. But after attacking the church. They then went on to um, loot the local pharmacy and work their way down a row of shops. And so rather than being jihadists, as they're trying to make out, they were you know, prosecuting holy war. They're just a bunch of common criminals. Yeah, it's disgraceful. Um, which is really, 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 you know, um, yeah, truly horrific. But, you know, right here in Australia, um, over the weekend, three Muslim men were convicted of, of uh, burning a Melbourne mosque. Really? Yep, fire bomb the wait. mosque. Muslims burned a mosque. This is, uh, yeah, yeah, and this is not something that we should be surprised at because when you look at attacks on places of worship, as we talked about last week, uh, the vast majority of attacks on places of worship are Muslims attacking Muslims. Is it because they think the um, the other Muslims aren't being stringent enough in their beliefs? Yeah, you've got two kinds of Muslims. Well, you've got, no, you've got m- many different kinds of Muslims, just like you have many different kinds of Christians, but you've got two large groups. Um, and so you've got you know those Muslims that follow the Quran and those Muslims that follow the Quran and the commentaries on the Quran. Okay. And they fight against each other. And most of the attacks on places of worship, this is what it comes down to. And this was the case, you know, on the attack in Melbourne. These pe- these these three men had, had previously been convicted and you know being held in custody as a result of that for uh, plotting a 2016 uh, Christmas Day attack on uh, Federation Square. Uh, Flinders Street Station and uh, St Paul's Cathedral in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, the, some and, and of course they're members of Islamic State. They you know um, painted on the walls of the mosque. And what, I wonder if they're that, going to be convicted as doing acts of terror. Oh, they are. They have okay, been. Yeah. They've been Good. been convicted as terrorists. And so it's sort of you know it makes you stop and think about the world in which we live today. You know that's two stories that we've covered so far. Um, dealing with attacks on places of worship and worshippers, one from here in Australia, one from Africa. Um, but, you know, you just look over the weekend and, uh, well, let's consider what's happened over the weekend. Um, a, uh, a terrorist attack on a hotel in Pakistan, five dead. Um, Saudi Arabia raided um, an Islamic State uh, stronghold um, with eight terrorists 
dead. Um, and this is one week after they beheaded uh, 34 Shiite Muslims. Um, Israel has just opened the Gaza border um, for the first time in a week. Um, the violence there has resulted in four Israelis dead, 25 Palestinians dead. These are all religiously motivated attacks um, and violence from around the world. Uh, in Sri Lanka, an Islamic scholar has just been arrested in uh, Sri Lanka in connection with the attacks that took over there very recently. Um, somebody who had been, you know, instructing, you know, radical Islam and had been instructing the attackers and so forth. And, uh, of course, there also in Sri Lanka, the Roman Catholic churches have now actually reopened for the first time since those attacks. And so you start to, you know, and that's just a small snapshot of the weekend. Yes. Welcome to our world in 2019. The Bible says men's hearts shall fail them for fear for those things coming on the earth. And fear is a major driving force we are seeing terrorism like we have never seen terrorism before and of course terrorism accomplishes nothing but causes people to actually you know to really really hate the perpetrators Mm. and the organizations that are perpetrating these kind of things and if only people could see that anyway we're going to move on uh we're going to have matt and joseph minicus right after that we're going to come back with uh we've got leah coming into the studio she's going to be sharing her testimony which is important The birds so free upon the breeze, neither sow nor reap, yet God provides for each of them all the things they need to eat. If the birds so small and fragile receive from God just what they need, why should you and I ever doubt His care? We're more valuable than these Consider all the lovely flowers Swaying in the grass Solomon in all his glory Their beauty could not surpass If God adorns the fading flowers With such tender thoughtfulness Then why should we distrust? Does he not care more for Trust you won't this time So stop your faithless questioning Our needs are on His mind Just seek ye first His kingdom 
Seek ye first his kingdom, and all the rest he will provide. Back everybody, uh, that was Matt and Josie Minicus with more valuable than these. Okay, so we are into our quiz. Yes, our breakfast second, Bible quiz. Second quiz of the day. Nobody I has quite like this whole like finish one, continue the next kind of this system we have going. I wonder what's going to be our record one day of how many quizzes we can knock out in one day. Wouldn't it be amazing if like one day... I can't believe somebody didn't get this one on the first clue. It was so easy. Wouldn't it be cool if we like, like, just one show where every single quiz was snapped up on the first clue? Our budget is going to go through the roof. Uh, anyway. <laughs> We're going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> might, maybe we should have checked this with our boss. If there's, if there's no breakfast show tomorrow, <laughs> you will know why. <laughs> Mon and Lyle have been sacked. <laughs> they got a happy trigger with the with the prizes. Anyway, okay. So clue number two on this: Who am I? Very cryptic quiz. I have. To, I want to say, who am I? Though I am an Old Testament character, my name is found four times more than in the New Testament than it is found in the Old Testament. So basically, you just started with that clue. Because I would have been like, I have no idea. Whatever. This person's mentioned more in the New Testament than they are in the Old Testament, even though they are an Old Testament person. Mm. Give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM. Leah, would you have any idea on the answer to that one? No. Oh, well, there we go. Switch your microphone on. There we Sorry. go. Sorry. So, 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 would you? Well, let me ask that again. <laughs> By the way, welcome to <laughs> Leah. Leah has come to join us in the studio this morning, and uh, we're going to be sharing her journey of faith. Well, she's going to be sharing her journey of faith with us this morning. But uh, from that clue, would you have got the answer? I need to listen to it again. I think. <laughs> All right, read, yeah. read, read her the first clue. Oh, see, read, she, see if you can this, get it from the first clue. How cryptic but is this? But don't say Leah? the answer on the microphone. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so who am I? I am without mother or father, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life. It makes it sound like a non-person, right? You're like, how is I it I think a I know who it is. Ah, I'm surrounded by smarty, smarty pantsers here. Oh, he wants you to write it down. <laughs> we'll find out whether she This really is how he has to guess his answers. He has to write it down and then I give him a <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. Yeah, you're probably right then. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, you can tell, yeah. <laughs> she's written the first three letters. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I know exactly who she's going to write. <laughs> she's going to write. But yeah, welcome yeah, to think, the show, I think, Leah. I think, I think if this person lived today, they'd go by this name. That yeah, absolutely, because the rest of their name Particularly here in Australia. Oh, that's, what we, that's what we would call this person here in Australia. Okay, Leah, thank you. so. We're so excited that you're joining the show today. And for those of you might be wondering who Leah is. Leah was um, up at Big Camp recently and uh, shared her story, her journey of faith, and then a whole bunch of people came to me and said, you have to get this story on the radio. Okay. So Leah has joined us on the radio. Yes. Ooh, intrigue. Um, Leah, I have no idea about your story, so let's start at the beginning. Did, uh, did you grow up in a Christian home? I did. I grew up, um, my mother and father, um, my dad was a Seventh-day Adventist, and he took my mum to um, a John Carter evangelistic series. She grew up Catholic. And oh, was this down in the one, the big one down in the Opera House? Yes. Oh, that's a oh, famous wow. program, that one. Yeah, yeah. so many people um, I meet who gave so, their lives yeah. to God in that one. 
grew up um, going to church. Yeah, grew up with the Bible stories. Uh-huh. And um, went to Avondale Primary School, High School. Okay, so Avondale, for those of you who might not be familiar, is an Adventist institution um, not far from here in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, college and school and church. And yeah, yeah it's a bit of a. It's, it's kind of like a bit of a center there. Yeah, so I, I did grow up, yeah, with um with the Christian, yeah, Christian mm-hmm. values and stories and principles. Did you stay with that your whole life? No. So basically, uh, my dad left when we were two, when I was two, sorry, oh. and um, I have two older brothers. And as I got into my probably teens, early teens, I started making some really, really bad choices. Um, my mum, she worked three jobs to put us through private school. Wow. So, yeah. Happy Mother's Day to that mum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she was an um, amazing woman to support us and put us through. So basically, because she was working all the time, uh, we were at home a lot on our own. And I don't know if that was the sole reason, but um, we grew up with a lot of you know problems in our family as well. So I think I just started yeah, making some really bad decisions and ended up leaving the church about 14 years old. Um, um, and started smoking cigarettes. Um, it started drinking uh, when I was about 15 years old, um, getting drunk. And then at about 16, I was into party drugs and going to raves and spending all night up. And I, I would say I was dancing with demons because I know, like looking back on it, it was just a really, really bad time in my life. And I just spiraled kind of out of control. Like I just kept on... Yeah, like partying all night and all weekend and then becoming really – that led me to clinical depression, actually. And Yeah, it's pretty much the way that that kind of lifestyle usually goes. Um, that's just a, 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 a – that's a classic recipe for depression. Yeah, so I um, got to the point where I was um, – I got suspended from school for doing marijuana at school and, um, yeah, just like became hopeless in a way and, um, yeah – Sorry for butting in. Um, so, how does your how did your mother respond to all of this? Or she, did she even know about it? Well, she no. I, I well, she probably did, but she didn't. I don't know. I think she was very worried about me because mm. um, I lost a lot of weight and I was um, I haven't kept on having days of school and like I was just um, yeah. I don't know if she really knew what was going on, but um, she was going through her own stuff. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. If she, I don't think she did know because I think when I like told her recently, like over the last years since I've been converted, I don't think she really realised what I got up to. Yeah, and, and and this is part of the challenge of single parenting. Yes. Particularly when you're single parenting, working three jobs, you know, trying to trying to give your kids the absolute best, is that yeah. you just do not know everything that's going on in your kids' lives. Well, she's trying to put food on the table and you know provide for us. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of burdens there. But yeah. Um, but basically what happened after that is I went from like, I've got like a very type A personality where I'm like dive into things. So I dived into the party lifestyle and gave that everything. And then I got, I came out of that and became a raw vegan. Wow. Okay, that's a big uh, contrast. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from from drugs and, and alcohol and yeah. absolute um, life, you know, yeah. Well, Destroying drugs, habits. It doesn't, it's, drugs and alcohol can be vegan, right? You can get vegan beer and stuff. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking about that then, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I think you can. Actually, yeah, anyway. So this, when you went vegan, did you also get rid of all the um, narcotics yes. out of your system? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay, so you did full cleanse. I did, like, I was a full cleanse, yeah. Wow. And um, it actually got me out of my depression and my anxiety because I would, 
I was suicidal. I was constantly having thoughts about killing myself, about running myself into a pole when I was driving all the time. I'd be thinking these thoughts. And so when I came, um, when I decided to become a raw vegan, which is, I'm, you know, jumping a lot of things that have happened, but I really felt, um, it was the answer to all my problems because, yeah. What, How what old is, were you? Um, I would have been, 22 what inspired you to make that change i mean like you're taking marijuana and hard drugs what what yeah. made you say to go do you know what celery yeah <laughs> what, what did that to you <laughs> celery juice yeah um i had gone to a series of um presentations by a name oh. a man named leo shreven mm-hmm. and he was doing um like a series on like how to master every area of your life and one of them was um your physical body and um yeah i was just sold on the idea i'm like oh i'm gonna become a vegetarian again because it first started with me becoming vegetarian again okay so you weren't an animal lover so much as you were into the health I aspect. Was, no i was an animal lover okay because when i watched some th- videos on youtube which totally like were destroying but like I could not watch I was crying yeah. I became yeah I, I definitely was an animal lover okay, yeah, as well yeah, yep 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 but so I won't go both aspects that. both aspects both aspects um, yeah so you're doubly motivated to become a vegan yeah it was raw health. vegan raw vegan <laughs> yeah it was raw so it was like just eating fruit I would like what you call a fruitarian wow yeah, fruitarian. Did you did you turn into a near skeleton in this process? Um, I, look, because I, if I tried that, I can tell you I would turn into a skeleton. You have to be very. Oh. You have to get enough calories in, and yeah. it, that usually makes like like a ten banana smoothie. That's what I'd have. Whoa! For breakfast, ten bananas. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> okay, so that's how you get the calories in, but but that's yeah. a lot of sugar in that. Oh come on, let's not go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay on track, Lyle. <laughs> all right, all right. Fruit is the best food for us. Anyway, um, that's from my fruitarian lifestyle. But yeah, I became a raw vegan and I came out of depression. But while I was in this phase in my life, I contracted or contracted, I got a disease called ulcerative colitis. And I don't know if anyone knows what that is. It's an inflammatory bowel disease. Um, If you've heard of Crohn's disease, it's similar to that. It's an autoimmune disease, basically. Um, And so that involves a lot of... um, Nasty things, which I won't go into on on air, but basically, yeah, the you, breakfast show. Yeah, you bleed, <laughs> and yeah, you can't digest food, and this led me to do a water fast in Costa Rica. This wow. is where I'm jumping <laughs> to the next crazy thing I do. You, yeah, you do not yeah. do things by halves. Yeah, That's I love how you're learning. like, do you know what? Drugs, raving, OPS, celery, and oh, now over here in Costa Rica, like okay. water. <laughs> so I just so what a water fast is. You only drink water. Okay, and I did this. Um, for 25 days. 25 days? Yes. Mercy. Okay, go on. Did, yeah. did that turn you into a skeleton? The, yes. That nearly... That No, this is where I almost die. Um, and by the way, I'd left God. I'd left um, yeah, my, my religion and I was trying to sort myself out, basically. I was trying to do... Like, you know, Google things and like I did cleanses and all this. So when I went over to Costa Rica, this was my like, okay, this is going to heal me. Um, Everything on your own strength. Everything on my own strength. Mm -hmm. So I went over there, um, told my mom only two weeks before I left that I was going over to Costa Rica. And she was like, oh, okay, why? And I told her I had this bowel disease and um, she's like, oh, let me come with you. And I was like, no, mom, like this is what I'm going to do. And anyway... Basically, the, when you do a water fast, you have to do like a recovery period um, to like slowly refeed yourself. And so she was going to come over for that. So she did. She booked a plane ticket 
And I fasted, and while I was over in Costa Rica, I contracted an infection from the water I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And this just spiraled me. Like, if you think water fasting is hard, not eating food or only drinking water, think about drinking water that gives you an infection. And no one knew that I had it, except, like, because they didn't do any blood tests, they didn't do anything. It was kind of like a guru, like, place where they weren't medical. And so I was in the hands of this man who was like, no, you're okay. Um, you're just going through a healing crisis, but you'll be fine. And I was just deteriorating and deteriorating. And um, I got to the point where I was, like, 38 kilos. Oh, and whoa. I was could not even walk two steps without fainting. And, and I was just really hoping and praying for my mum to get there. Um, so I was there for six weeks before she got there and um, I'd started eating again and they said once you start eating again you'll feel better um, because your electrolytes are out of whack because sorry I know this is a breakfast show but I was no, having on. diarrhea 17 times a day bloody Whoa. diarrhea oh no and so I was very very ill and but yeah they were thinking I was fine this retreat that I went to my mum gets there she sees my condition and she um says i need to get you to a hospital basically you mm. look like you were on state got stage four cancer you were like i was just a mess yeah um there was this massive controversy going on there the man that was running the retreat did not want me to leave that place and he was like persuading my mom no she's fine she can stay here and she's like my mom's like no i'm taking it so they battled and fought and she made the decision and got a taxi. They called a taxi and um, I made a five-hour trip to the nearest hospital from this... Because I was the highest mountain in Costa Rica, mm. um, in the bush. And they get me to the hospital and um, my mom's with me and there's the room is full of people and um, they, they just take one look at me and take me straight in. And um, basically, I'm the worst case of dehydration that the hospital had ever seen. You dehydrate after drinking water. Just the diarrhea. diarrhea. Oh, and I couldn't actually drink water. That's what was really bad. Like, by day eight of the fast, I was barely drinking water. And I fasted for the rest of that time. Just like, yeah, it was really bad. I came to, yeah, came to the hospital. They told my mom that I had 24 hours to live. My vital organs had started shutting down. My liver, my kidneys, oh, no. my heart was uh, just through the roof, like really high heart rate. Um, and yeah, my mum's praying. My mum's a backslidden Adventist at this point, and she had come over there with her Bible and her hymn book, and um, she was on a rescue mission. And I think God had prepared her heart before she got there that she was coming to rescue her daughter, not to spend some time with her. Um, so she's praying and praying. And then when the doctor takes me, um, her assignment said, "Look, I don't think we can save her. Um, she's um, got sepsis. She's completely toxic. And if we rehydrate her too quickly, she will get swelling of the brain and slip into a coma." Um, so th- this just immediately freaks my mother out. She thought, "Once I get to hospital, I'll be fine." But um, there was a male nurse there that kept on persisting to get a vein in me because I was so dehydrated. You can't find a vein to get IV fluids in. Anyway. His name was Gabriel, and he actually ended up getting the vein in my left arm after about four or five nurses couldn't. And um, I was in ICU for three days, uh, and I was in a critical condition, um, but there was many prayers going up from my mother and from people back in Australia. Um, And then something interesting happened in the hospital where I became demon-possessed in the hospital that night um, after three days and I was being I can't explain to you how terrifying it was but basically Satan was trying to take my life and I was at my weakest point um, my mother was in the room and I, I went into a trance 
and um, she was trying to communicate with me. I, I wasn't um, responding, and and then I started to to scream out things. My body started to twist and bend and arch right back. That they they thought I was going to break my neck. So they had about four nurses or five trying to straighten my body out because it was all bending and I was screaming and wreathing and um and Satan was telling me that I was I was in hell and that I was dead and that my probation had closed and I was there was no hope for me basically and I was being like told this the whole time and it was just I can't explain like that feeling that you think there is no more hope did you have some knowledge from your past that if you called out to Jesus they I would, did okay and I was calling and I rem- um, what I remember of that experience, I was calling out Jesus, Holy Spirit, God. I was calling out all these things, and I was still being like, I felt like ripped apart, basically. Uh, my mom was praying in the name of Jesus, and um, I got my head um, through the bed of the the bars in the hospital and actually latched onto my mother's stomach with my teeth and bit her, and ripped a chunk out of her stomach and so the, the the nurses the doctors were all running into the room trying to help the nurses funnily enough bring in rosary beads and holy water and are trying to perform an exorcist in there um, so they knew that there was a definitely a spiritual battle going on they put me in a psychiatric ward and um, they've taken my mother away because she's bleeding now and t- they stitch her up and then my mum wants to go back into the, this room because um, she wanted... Yeah, she just said, I want to go back into the room with my daughter. And they're like, no, you're not allowed to. She's a danger to you and to herself. And um, they, she ended up having to sign a waiver to say, I'm going in there at my own risk, basically, because they weren't going to let her go in there. She took in her, um, her Bible and her hymn book into that room that night and she sang hymns all night and prayed all night. And she said she saw peace come over me that night. And... Um, Wow. Basically, I was delivered from a demon, well, from Satan. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just have, since that day, that night, I woke up and I realized something like very dark had happened. I didn't realize I'd done a lot of things that I did. And um, I started my journey to pursue God mm. uh, because I didn't know him. I knew that I'd been saved, but I didn't know the gravity of it. And I didn't know my, like, I didn't know my savior at all. We've only got a very little bit of time left. Can you share with us that that journey and where it has uh, where it took you and where you have ended up as a result of that? Um, yeah. So basically, after I got um, out of Costa Rica, I was still very sick. Um, I spent many, pretty much all year in and out of hospital because of what had happened to me. And that in that time, I was able to start reading the Bible for the very first time in my life. I was twenty five years old, and I yeah started reading. Um, the scriptures and I started studying the Bible with a pastor and I just remember just like loving what I was reading I was so hungry and thirsty after of the of the Bible I just spent all my time reading and um, learning and I got baptized um, actually it was my four-year baptismal anniversary on last Thursday no congratulations yeah <laughs> so um, since then I don't know just God just been using me so much and I just praise his name because I was without hope and without purpose and without anything and now like my life has just changed so much i cannot even describe it to you um the way that he's just like opened up the way for me to do bible studies with people i became a bible worker i've been able to preach many times and like this is not me at all i'm not a public speaker and like god just be able to use me and i know he can do that for anyone of the who are willing to give their hearts to god and he will use you and reach other people leah thank you so much for joining us here on faith fm this morning
That was Leah Hodge sharing her testimony. We need to move on. This is Alan Jackson leaning on the everlasting arms. Such an incredible story about the love of God and the love of a mother. Really, really fitting just after Mother's Day. What a fellowship, what a joy divine Leaning on the everlasting arms What a blessedness, what a peace is mine Leaning on the everlasting arms Leaning, leaning Safe and secure from all alarms Every Saturday morning at 10:30 a.m. to study the Bible, followed by our main service at 11:30 a.m. You can find us at 107 to 109 Princess Highway, Dapto. We are in the High Ninja Hall inside the Dapto Ribbonwood Centre. For more information, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Just search for Southern Illawarra Seventh Day Adventist Church, or contact us on 0402-716-762. We hope to see you soon and stay. Stay tuned to Face FM. Awake, awake, O captive daughter, put on your garments of splendor, free yourself from the chains around your neck, shake off your dust. Clothe yourself in strength Arise, arise, O glorious sun And walk no more in the shadow The Lord, your maker, has called you by name Lift up your head, clothe yourself in strength. 